Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have Adrian Creon from Spielworks, and we're going to be talking about blockchain gaming and kind of just the gaming industry as a whole in Web3. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. Okay, welcome back to the show. Who I have with me today is Adrian Creon from Spielworks. How are you doing today, Adrian? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to give the listeners an introduction real quick? I'm um, sure. I've kind of been a gamer all my life. I was born in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s, so I grew up with all things C64, 286 computers, monochrome screens, Game Boy, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all the stuff, right? And uh, I started programming when I was seven, and all I wanted to do was make games, essentially program games, right? So I made a little trading simulation game with like ASCII art on our 286 computer. I kind of always wanted to get into gaming professionally, so I studied computer science and mathematics. That's a bit pretty much 10 years ago, or Early 2013, got into Bitcoin, got into blockchain more generally. I was running a um, software service company later and basically moved into uh, blockchain-based software services. And that then drove me into gaming because in 2018, I then founded this company, Spielworks. And at first, we wanted to find out what would be the main drivers for uh, blockchain mass adoption. And we looked at uh, hundreds of business models and a lot of them had to do with gaming. And we thought gamers have a high affinity for virtual assets, so they should also have have a high affinity for blockchain-based virtual assets like NFTs and, and, and tokens. So we wanted to foster mass adoption of blockchain through gaming. Since 2018, we've been working on, on Wombat and uh, the blockchain gaming. That's my background. I'm the founder and CEO of Spielworks. Yeah, awesome. I love that. You know, I've been a gamer my whole life as well. Started off with Nintendo and Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo and N64. I can definitely relate. This is actually an excellent topic to get into because I've said on a number of times on this podcast that, you know, gaming seems like a no-brainer for Web3, cryptocurrency, and NFTs. But for some reason, the big players and just the industry as a whole hasn't really adopted what we're trying to do here. It seems like a seamless transition for me, at least, being a gamer. I'd like to get into, you know, why you think that that hasn't happened, because we did talk about gaming on episode 30 of this podcast. So if anybody wants to go back and check that episode out as well, I really want to take a deep dive into why you think it just hasn't happened yet. I think it's part of the usual kind of adoption process that it takes a while. Even if something is a really good idea, it doesn't get adopted immediately, right? And people will take their time to actually understand why that might be better, why they might actually want this. I'll start with a, with a little anecdote from back when I started studying. I was uh, sharing flats with a friend. Whenever we weren't studying, we would play games, right? So we played, let's say, Diablo 2, and we played a racing game uh, back then, uh, which was called Nice 2. And then we were thinking, like, okay, how cool would it be? Because we're, like, maxed out our characters on Diablo 2 online. We could actually use the gold that we're grinding for Diablo and could actually flip that into credits in this racing game and buy a better engine for a car there, right, to get a head start. And so we already we were discussing inter-game operability based on the assets 
20 years back. Uh, blockchain and NFTs is actually what enables this or what can enable this. It's as usual. The, the big game publishers, they don't have an interest in basically disrupting their own business model by adding an open economy. Um, so we've seen that also in Diablo 3, for instance, was a great example for that, where Blizzard originally added this in-game auction house. There was a lot of backlash from users that it became too much pay to win. This is destroying the game economy and stuff and the balancing. So they actually removed it eventually, right? I think that there's very little experience with these kinds of open economies where you really trade stuff in games. So it's a big risk for the incumbents to actually adopt at a wider scale to go and say, just like base all the assets that you have in Fortnite. Let's just make them NFTs. So I think that the, this kind of revolution, it will pretty much go the same way as it did for free-to-play as opposed to premium games. This will mostly come from smaller companies actually adopting this and being successful and actually pressuring the big incumbents to actually do that as well. And so just like with free-to-play, originally everyone was saying, okay, this is mobile only, right? It's not going to work for like big titles and then Fortnite came right and ever since uh, free-to-play is also a thing on, on desktop and on consoles and it's crazy how, how this went right and it but it took 10-12 years for free-to-play to basically become the dominant model here so I wouldn't be surprised if Web3 gaming would also take 8-10-12 years since its kind of inception and now we can talk about when this was but since its inception to actually get adopted at a wide scale also with the kind of major players in the space but at least they're thinking about it already. But that is what we know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we saw that Sega Genesis is planning something. That's one of the few AAA gaming companies that I've seen actually trying to do something in the space. I know Roblox has done, you know, a little something, but but you're right. Um, you know, they have their own economies and each game and company has their own economy. And Web3 would disrupt that quite a bit. You know, it adds more ownership and it also adds transfer of ownership and you know more freedom with your assets you know when we started first playing games you know all these companies and these games were breaking ground and they were innovators in the space but now you know 20 30 years later it's almost like they've gotten greedy they've gotten fat and they have taken a lot of the innovation out and it's really just about the money you know, every year that Madden comes out, you know it gets rated like one star because it's just a carbon copy of the game before. And they're not adding things and they're just trying to make money. They're making it more about buying stuff online and just paying money. So Web3 hopefully will disrupt that. And eventually the gamers hopefully will get on board and, and, and want to push for this. You know, we talk about power to the players at GameStop. And I think that's what Web3 does for sure. Yeah, exactly. So imagine Madden or FIFA or NBA 2K or all these sports games where there's a new version coming out every year, right? If all these assets that you have to have there, I don't know, FUT cards, whatnot, right? Now, these would be NFTs and you could basically just keep them and just carry them over to the next kind of version of it. That model would actually look totally different. We first have to figure out what, what this model looks like. And it's probably not going to be 2K or, or EA be the ones who figure out what that would look like in a Web3 setting. It's going to be someone else who will, would have to come with deep pockets, would have to come with a premium experience that's comparable to whatever the incumbents do, whatever 2K and um, EA do. 
and basically deliver a great service and incorporate Web3, right? So either that is going to happen or what we've been seeing from kind of some of the major players in the field like Marvel, right? They've been trying to recycle their older titles, which aren't that successful anymore, and start with those and kind of have a sort of test run for what Web3 might actually look like in their games, but first find out with a kind of less risky where they use a title that hasn't been successful that's basically just a maintenance mode, right? And, and basically put Web3 on top of that and see. We'll have to see, but it, it, it will take another five, six, seven years uh, before that to be actually become kind of the dominant model, but I'm, I'm convinced it will because the advantages for the players are so apparent. And if I were to choose whether cards, my FUT cards are NFTs or not, and everything else is the same, right? I would totally always go for, for FUT cards being, being NFTs. I think that most people eventually will care about that it's a little bit better. It's not a totally different experience. This game is not totally different that you get to keep your cards and you can flip them if you don't want to play the game anymore. It will eventually drive everyone into kind of the comparable experience that has NFTs or tokens. Yeah, definitely. Like when I play FIFA, Madden, MLB, any of these sports games, you have to spend not only the money to buy the game each year, you know, 60 to $80, but then, you know, the accessories and the add-ons, but you have to do that every single year. You, it, it doesn't carry over, like you said. And I know like when you play online and you create your player, like it would be so great be able to carry that same build that same player that you create the avatar each year to the new game but you can't do that this is what the gaming companies rely on is that you spend that average of a hundred to two to three hundred dollars sometimes even a thousand dollars every single year it has to get to a point where the players kind of band together and say this is what we want also, you said five, six, seven years. Just to make a AAA game, it can take three to five years. We're definitely early in, in all of this. And I'm, of course, excited to see the future. And, you know, on that note, why don't you give us a kind of a look into what Spielworks is doing right now in Web3? Yeah, sure. We basically do two things. Um, one of them is the Wombat app. So it's available on, on mobile and we're working on a desktop version of it. And we also have a Chrome extension, um, which essentially is kind of the portal to Web3 for gamers and mostly actually targeted towards traditional gamers. We basically gamify games using NFTs and crypto. So you can actually earn a little bit of crypto or NFTs by playing games. And these can be both traditional games, like major Web2 titles, like Lords Mobile, Raid Shadow Legends, and these kinds of things. And you get some NFTs on top of that, but it can also be Web3 titles. And so you get basically the whole experience. You have a wallet, right? All, all of your assets are connected. So it's kind of this one-stop shop for gamers. The other thing that we do is we build games ourselves. Currently we have one game that's called Wombat Dungeon Master. It's an NFT staking game. It's a top 10 game in terms of on-chain activity, on-chain DAUs, if you look at that radar. And basically what people do is, is it's an idle game experience. So you stake your NFTs and depending on which NFTs you got staked and um, what else you, you do, what kind of equipment you have, um, whether you're in a clan or whatever, you actually get points. You can collect those points and then you eventually get paid out at the end of the season. You get a little bit of money for your points. So it's a kind of a, a gamified experience for, for NFT staking and uh, generates a lot of engagement with those NFTs. Yeah, we're basically enhancing this to kind of a franchise model, but that's called Dungeon Worlds, where, where anyone can basically run their own dungeon and decide on the rules. And so we're looking to launch that in summer. We've been seeing kind of these waves of blockchain adoption in the gaming space. So we're looking forward to seeing the next wave of adoption and being part of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, see, I love talking to founders and creators, especially in the gaming space. You know, I'm a huge gamer and I'm waiting for that leap to happen. Could you, I guess, talk about future stuff you guys have in the works over there? Yeah, I already mentioned uh, Dungeon Worlds. Uh, so kind of that's the biggest thing that we have on the horizon where as a player, you can basically choose in which dungeons you want to deploy your NFTs and build your characters. It's going to be multi-dimensional. It's also supposed to be on multiple chains. We also are looking to um, extend the whole experience of the Wombat app because we think that NFTs actually make games much more social, basically, right? We're big on interoperability through NFTs. We think that there is, uh, apart from kind of this direct interoperability where you use an item from one game in another, but there's the other types of interoperability, and that's the, the economic one. That's the type of thing that kind of naturally is built into NFTs and crypto. But we're also looking at the social uh, interoperability between games because with the items and with your skins and with your achievements in a game, you signal a lot of status within that game, right? As a gamer, that's what you do all day, right? And World of Warcraft, you want to look impressive. You want to have like a cool character, cool equipment, and everybody should be impressed just from seeing that. So I think that NFTs actually bring that to kind of a cross-game level. You can see what anyone has on a cross-game basis if you look at their NFTs and you can see, oh man, a person has played World of Warcraft and you can see their NFTs on World of Warcraft, but you can also see their NFTs on Fortnite. And so that's something that we're working on with Wombat that we'll be pushing with Wombat in the future. Yeah, that's incredible. Whether people want to admit it or not, people like to show their clout they like to you know have a little bit of status in the space the pfp craze on twitter that's definitely just human nature i think that's exciting i think the interoperability between gaming and worlds and you said on the social aspect and also the economic i think all of that you know needs to happen and it's an incredible feature everything that you've spoke about there is just so much work that i'm sure goes into it timeline wise when when would you say this like the world's part and the interoperability part how far off are we from that so for us dungeon worlds is supposed to launch in summer uh, so we're very close to that we have most of the general logic uh, we already know what that's going to look like so now it's obviously a lot about building it and delivering it testing it that's kind of clear where this is going to be going and we're still signing on new partners, but we have about 20 partners for that already. Uh, kind of interoperability part, there's kind of no end to this. That's what makes it, on one hand, very exciting. On the other hand, it's um, it's very fuzzy right now. I think there's also a little bit of a split movement in, in, within the Web3 gaming space where you don't know how that's going to pan out eventually. Right? There's all these large publishers who actually want to build their closed ecosystems with Web3 somehow, but they're not interoperable, right? Where everything is like stays within this, this ecosystem, stays within your wallet, but then you also can't move out of that, right? So any game that is not within this ecosystem will not be able to interact with those titles that are within. So that's really difficult. So we'll have to see how that actually pans out in the whole industry and whether we will be able to agree on certain kinds of interoperability standard. So there's a lot of kind of questions about what user experience is going to look like and how the industry is going to deal with that, right? So that's much, much fuzzier. So I would say that the vision that we have for all of the social stuff with regards to NFTs and gaming, that's probably going to take two, three, four years. 
Yeah, absolutely. You're right. There is definitely two schools of thought on the interoperability and creating your own world. We've seen it in the metaverse. I mean, how many different metaverses are there to where you can't take your assets from one metaverse to the other? So there is a lot of that going on. Like, should we create our own private world or can we make them interchangeable? Personally, I hope that the interchangeable is the one that wins out and that kind of becomes mainstream, but we'll have to see. So Adrian, I want to thank you so much for coming on NFT and chill. This has definitely been an awesome chat. I'm always happy to talk about gaming. Thank you. And also thank Spielworks. Thanks a lot for having me. It was a lot of fun for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you and also Spielworks? Um, You can find me, I guess, Twitter is the easiest. So I'm just Adrian Creon on Twitter. About Spielworks, I guess the best is to go to wombat.app to download the app and just find out what we do. It's free. You can just go ahead and download games or play games and earn NFTs. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's it for this week's show. This episode was brought to you by Wombat and Spielworks. I want to thank my guest Adrian from Spielworks for coming on and giving us a deep dive into Web3 and blockchain gaming and kind of the future of gaming. This is something that I enjoy talking about. I hope the listeners do as well. I also want to thank, of course, the listeners from all over the world. NFT and Chill has been heard in over 100 countries. We're in the top 1.5% of all podcasts. We're trending on a number of apps, and it's all because of the people out there supporting the show, writing reviews, subscribing, listening each week, supporting us on social media. None of this is possible without you. So thank you all so much. And make sure you're subscribed because we got another awesome episode next week. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast.